What's up, guys? It's your girl, Chris, and welcome to the first official episode of Chrisology. I am extremely excited to school you guys in today's topic, which is acknowledging where you are at and being okay with it. I have three bullet points that I want to go over to cover today's topic, and hopefully by the end of the episode, you're left in a better state of mind or even wanting to change one aspect in your life, even if it's as simple as learning to let something go. The first bullet point I have is to stop dwelling in the past. I used to be notorious for not being able to let the past go and moving on. For example, I graduated from UGA, for those that know me, and for those who don't know me, now you know. (laughs) And um, prior to going to UGA, I did attend art school. I went to SCAD. And for those who don't know what SCAD is, it stands for Savannah College of Art and Design, and I went to the main campus in Savannah. I had a great two years there. However, towards the end of my first year, I just had this feeling that I didn't belong or I didn't necessarily feel like I was getting the full college experience, quote unquote. So I had decided that I wanted to transfer. So towards the beginning of the of my sophomore year, I started applying to schools. I applied to four schools. I got into all four, but the one that stood out was Howard. Howard stood out for multiple reasons, on top of it being a very well-known, prominent HBCU. I went up there with a bunch of negative connotations. It's crazy because I knew people that went there and they loved the school. It had a good rep, but society always, at the time, society always just associated HBCUs with poor education and just other crazy things, which we know not to be true. But that was just the connotations that I had going up there. So I drove from Savannah to DC with my mom, which is the craziest thing. I do not recommend anyone to take a 13 hour drive. The devil is a whole lie. (laughs) It was a whole lot. Um, Definitely will be flying next time I go there. But we made it one piece safe. And upon stepping on the campus, because this was my orientation weekend, and upon stepping on the campus, I just immediately fell in love. Like it was almost as if I was transcended. This overwhelming, but a good overwhelming feeling just came over me. Like I had a sense of serenity and a sense of peace. It was as if God whispered in my ear, Chris, you are supposed to be here, girl. Like, you're supposed to be here. <laughs> so um, after having that moment, it was just uphill from there. Like, the whole weekend went great. I had a great time. Fell in love with the locals, fell in love with the school, even the staff. However, with that being said, I did have to audition to get into my program while I was there for orientation weekend which was no biggie. Um, Anyone that knows me knows that performing arts, theater, acting, that's just been my whole life since I was a little girl. And I had been doing performing arts when I was at SCAD. And so of course I wanted to continue that being that that's what I wanted to do after graduating. So the whole weekend, even though we're having a good time and my mom was right at home because she went to HBCU when she was younger. But the whole weekend, she was like, Chris, you know, do you know your lines? You need to 
continue to practice your monologue and have it down packed. And I'm like, girl, I'm having a good time. I'm good. Like, I got this down packed. Fall back a little bit. <laughs> and um, needless to say, upon having my actual audition in front of the department heads, I did not do as well as I thought I was going to do. So I did not make it into my program, which was fine because they always give you another audition at a later time and date. That didn't mean that I couldn't go to the school. I was still welcome to the school and I could still take some courses that aligned with the major I was trying to do, but I would need to audition again to get into the program. So that was one thing. The other thing was after talking to an advisor, they weren't accepting a lot of my credits, which sucked because UGA and some of the other schools that I had applied to and gotten in were accepting the majority of my art credits, but Howard was not having it. And the lady was like, yeah, you're going to do an additional two years if you stay here, but you know, it'll go by quick. And in my mind, I was like, two years? Uh, girl, I got to graduate in four. Like, I got to be on time with my class. Like, this is what I came to do. Uh, uh-uh, I can't do two years. And my mom was like, Chris, it's just two years. But when you're younger and you have a certain mentality, it just does not really set in the decisions that you should be making. <laughs> so I'm thinking two years is like a 20 year life sentence. And it really wasn't. So ultimately, I did decide to transfer to UGA. That's where I graduated from. Go dogs! If you are road tied, we can't be cool. (laughs) But I did graduate from UGA and I used to just obsess over the fact that I chose not to go to Howard all because it was a two year difference. In hindsight 2020, there really is no on time in college at all especially in today's age and society like people go to college sometimes when they hit 40 sometimes 50 60 like people just have different life experiences overall and some people just don't go to college at all which hey I'm for that too because you don't have to go to college for success but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother time <laughs> but yeah so I um it was just a lot going on and I think fear played a lot into that and not fear of you know going to the school but just fear of you know not doing well in my audition fear of me having a timeline for my life and two years was just going to knock that timeline off fast forward I didn't even do the things that I thought I was going to do after I graduated even though some things I did try so it was just a lot and had I had a different mindset I would have made a different decision but it took me the longest time to get over that because you couldn't have told me that I wasn't going to be the next famous, notable person, notable alumni that graduated from Howard. I was going to be sitting up there right up with Taraji P. Henson, Simone Missick, Felicia Rashad, her sister Debbie. I mean, everybody, Roberta Flack, VP Kamala Harris, everybody went there. And I was just going to be the next great black queen to come from that. And it didn't happen, but it was a decision that I made. And, you know, had I prepared better for my monologue, maybe had they accepted more credits, I would have made a different decision, but I didn't. So now I have to move on and choose a different path and 
hopefully that different path that I chose leads me to the ultimate goal, which is, you know, my destiny, what it is I want to do. And this leads me right into the next bullet point. Don't compare your journey to the next man's journey. This is so easily said, but so hard to do, especially with my generation and especially with the generation under me and especially in the current times. We have social media, right? And social media is so prevalent today. It is the devil. (laughs) And although it is the devil, social media is also very entertaining. Um, I especially love to read comments like that is my favorite thing to do. I will sometimes read the comments before I even look at a video or a post or a picture or whatever it is. I will go straight to the comment section and get my life. (laughs) But um, social media will also have you looking at yourself like, dang, Bethany is on child number what? She got a, a husband in her dream house. Dang, what I got? Or Jared has his his third Lamborghini. Dang, I haven't even made it to my first luxury car. Like it'll really have you, you know, judging yourself or, you know, doubting yourself. And that's where it can get a little dangerous. You start looking at people's success because ultimately people are posting their best self on social media. They're not going to show you your their downfall or their struggle which some people are very transparent and they show you you know the glitz and glams and the nitty-gritty but the majority of people show you the good stuff so you start to look at their life from a vantage point through a facade and that's where people get lost in the sauce and you start to say well if Bethany's doing this I gotta start doing this or if Jared has this I gotta I gotta obtain this as well to be x y and z level or to look how he's looking And that's where everything goes wrong. You never know what somebody had to go through to get where they are or to obtain what they have. And it is so easy to get lost in the sauce. It is so easy to start self-doubting and um, having insecurities as far as like where you are, what you're doing, what you have, what you don't have. But you have to be strong and you have to realize they're not showing everything. And even if they are, that is their journey. That's not my journey. This wasn't meant for you to have. And if these are things that you want or things you want to obtain, work harder. If you can't work harder or if you're at a job you don't like, apply to a better job. Know your worth ultimately, but don't doubt yourself and don't compare yourself to the next man because it's so easy to try to keep up with the Joneses but once you start getting that success and you are constantly trying to keep up with the Joneses you're going to ultimately fail and be right back where you started which is hopefully not rock bottom but it could possibly well be the very bottom and not only can you end up back where you started you're ultimately never going to be happy trying to keep up with the image that is not you walking in your truth. Yeah, it's great that Bethany has X, Y, and Z going on. It's great that Jared, you know, is doing this thing, driving his whip, you know, whoop-de-whoop, but that's not your journey. That's not what you were put here for. 
you have to truly know yourself know your worth and know what you are put here to do and if you don't know that you have to learn it but looking at someone else's third someone else's story and someone else's journey and their lack of struggle that you think they don't have is going to further hinder you and tying this back into not dwelling in the past sitting in the past is going to block your blessing prepare yourself to someone else's journey is going to block your blessings it's not you progressing at all you're stuck and you're existing and no one wants to exist the goal is to live your best life so don't compare your life to the next man's life because again we were all dealt different cards and some of us were dealt a great card some of us were dealt crappy cards but it's up to us to find our ace to find our deuce to find our joker to throw down on that table and start winning we are ultimately our biggest obstacle and once we can get out of our own way and stop comparing what we do have or don't have to the next man, we will be so much better. And this brings me to the last bullet point. We have to start being okay with starting fresh, even if that means us starting over. What I mean by that is you could have had a really booming business last year, but guess what something happens the economy fails x y and z now your business crumbles and you have to start all over okay that's just what you're gonna have to do let me give you a little story time again last year was a crazy year for a lot of us 2020 was one for the books and in 2019, I had decided to move to a different state, a different city and state, away from family and friends. So it was just me on my own for the first time, not around anybody. And although it was scary, I was super excited because I'm all about, you know, adapt, adapting to a new environment, making new friends, meeting new people, networking, all of that. But what I wasn't prepared for was Corona. <laughs> so. 2020 hit and I think it was almost a year to the date yep it was April 8th I got the call from my job that I was a part of the third round of cuts and I was being laid off due to coronavirus and it came out of nowhere like nowhere like I wasn't expecting it but then again no one really knew what was going to go on with the virus and some of us thought it was biological warfare some of us thought it was 5g like it was a whole bunch going on so this the times were very just unknown and just up in the air but prior to me getting laid off i had been with this company for the last five years prior to even moving to this new city and state i had worked with the same company in georgia and the last three years of working with this company i was just over it like I was quitting the job every day. Like it was to the point where I would say I was going to quit and somebody would be like, okay, girl, we done heard you say that 20 times yesterday. We don't have time. (laughs) But that's how over it I was. I was so unfulfilled and passionless and undriven. And I was waking up that way every day and going to this job not a career I was going to this job knowing that I didn't want to be there but ultimately I was just collecting a check 
that's all it was to me and it's a horrible feeling to just be unfulfilled but when you know you got to get up make that money and put your feelings aside it sucks because you know I have to pay bills and I got to do this I got to do that so yeah but even though I was unfulfilled and I was unhappy I was still handling my business I was still putting in applications other places um I was trying to network it's just nothing was panning out the way that I wanted so I mean there were some mornings where I had to drop to work and play some gospel music to uplift myself because it was rough like it was very depressing and sad like I had some moments where you know I had shed a tear or two before walking in the door and then there were some times where I had to play fight music because I knew somebody was gonna piss me off when I got inside the building (laughs) it was a daily struggle but I knew that I needed to change because I knew that this just wasn't for me I was meant to do something bigger and better than what I was currently doing so God gave me a nudge and he was like all right girl you don't want to be here no more and nothing's you know shaking and moving for you well let me go ahead and get you laid off you could thank Miss Rona (laughs) and that's what happened so uh, I got laid off and it was the craziest time because like I said I was in a new city and state didn't really know anybody like I, I knew people I had friends but it wasn't to the magnitude of being back home in Georgia so I had a lot of time to myself a lot of silence a lot of praying a lot of thinking a lot of reading and just a lot of self-reflection and it was the time for me to really figure out what it is that I wanted to do and one of the biggest things that was holding me back or that I I thought was holding me back was my work-life balance that was always my main excuse man had I had a better work-life balance or you know if I'm able to get off at this time like I could be able to do more okay well now you have it Chris what are you going to do with it are you going to complete that task you've been talking about for a year are you going to finish writing x y and z that you've been talking about for four years like what are you going to do and it was a battle it was a battle but I've been getting through it and almost a year to the day a, 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 a year and a day later I still have not worked on anyone's job I haven't worked at a company since and by the grace of God I'm still here I am still making it I mean a lot of that has to do with great money management but we'll talk about that in another episode but um I'm just still rocking and I have a better attitude and what I've done is changed the way that I maneuver and also changed my thought process. My mentality and my mental is such in a better place than what it was before that I don't even think I could have imagined being who I am today last year. I wanted it. I needed to change. I needed to be more positive. I needed to have less of an attitude or be less irritated or be less annoyed but I didn't see that coming because I was just like I said so unhappy unfulfilled passionless and it sucked like it sucked but I overcame I got through it 
and I acknowledged where I was and I started to be okay with that. Like they say, this too shall pass. Your right now is not your forever. Your winning moment could be any minute from now, any day, any hour. It's coming. It's definitely coming. But you just have to believe it. And within believing it is manifestation and prayer. So yeah, if you stop dwelling in the past, stop comparing your situation or your life journey to the next person's and you start to be okay with where you are at, even if that means starting over and starting fresh like I did, because I ultimately ended up leaving that city and state and came back home. You will be 10 times more better than where you were at before. I promise you. I promise you. And with that being said, we are now towards the end of the episode. So it is now time for our Don't Do That segment, which, you know, highlights a social media viral moment. And this segment is made to be uplifting, a be a little, you know, comedy satire where we take something and we talk about what you should and shouldn't do but you know in a comedic way however in light of today's events um i'm gonna switch it up a little bit going forward that is what we'll discuss during the don't do that segment but in light of dmx passing i do want to acknowledge another black legend that we are losing rest in peace to dmx aka earl simmons um i know today was a tough day for his family his friends and his fan base with me being a fan included he was a great actor songwriter and rapper and um, unfortunately his battles got the best of him but guess what dmx still lived his life he accomplished a lot of his goals and dreams and obtained a lot of what he wanted in life. And that is really what ultimately matters. I was looking at a podcast not too long ago that he did, um, and it was actually a couple of days ago. And he said, um, if he drops dead today or tomorrow, he will be okay because he lived his life. And don't quote me, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but um, that's essentially the gist of what he said. And I want you to look at where you are right now. If you drop dead today or tomorrow, can you say that wholeheartedly and mean it? Will you be satisfied? Will you be complete? Will you be happy? And if your answer is no, we got to change that. When you finish with this episode, I want you to do one thing that will put you one step further towards your goal. And it could be a simple goal as small as washing the dishes because you know them dishes been sitting in that sink all all day, not even all day. You know they've been sitting in that sink for the last two, three days and they need to get washed because you're too lazy to put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> like something even as simple as that or something on a better magnitude as far as, oh, you want to be a, a doctor? Okay. Enroll in those math school classes. Student debt is student debt. That's going to be there forever. 
regardless of what your profession is. Do it. Don't not do it. Don't do that. (laughs) Do it. Because we want to live. We don't want to exist. Existing is not the goal. Living is the goal. Being happy is the goal. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm excited for next week. We'll have another dope topic. To keep up with me, make sure to subscribe because I will be dropping episodes weekly. And also, don't forget to follow me on IG at I am Kristen Ruth. I haven't started posting on my YouTube page yet, but I will be doing that by at least episode three for sure. So until next time, stay blessed and productive.